football podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely, lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, man? Well, I'm I'm completely rattled uh, <laughs> by your intro. Uh, <laughs> you sound like a Muppet. I don't know I, what I, that like, was. I don't like know. A, I, that voice just came out, man. You know, like a like a like a drunk Muppet, though. You know, like <laughs> right. like like a like an intoxicated Muppet. You know, which which is which, by the way, was the name of my jazz fusion band back in, <laughs> in college. So that's uh, it's a coincidence. The intoxicated Muppets. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We were big. We were big back in the uh, in the University of Maryland days. Anyway, uh, I, I'm do, I'm doing okay, but. You, Apparently, you think I could be doing better if I watched a certain show that everybody, yeah. the, the Zoomers are watching. Yeah. So, okay. So I was talking to Denny before the show. So we never plan. We've talked about this before, but we've, we never plan really what we're going to talk about to start a show until we see each other when we're, yeah. when we're right before we record. And today, you know, we're going through different things that are happening in our lives, whatever. And uh, it got to the point where I said, have you seen Squid Game? And Denny said, no. And I thought it might be yeah. helpful and entertaining for me to explain yeah. Squid Game to Denny and get his reaction. Because we all know that Denny is into horror flicks and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, and, and this is the most gruesome show that I've ever watched in my life. More gruesome than like a Game of Thrones. Right. And, and I feel left out, by the way. I feel a, 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 an intense uh, sense of FOMO with with squid game because i like like you said i haven't seen it but i see the memes the memes are everywhere but i don't know what the memes mean at all right okay so the show it follows obviously a main character they're they're in south korea it follows a main character who is uh a degenerate he has no money uh you know you see him stealing money from his his dying grandmother uh or maybe mother um and you know he's he's getting money out of a out of an atm and trying to guess her pin and all this kind of stuff and you, so you, you have this character who's just in debt and needs money right right eventually uh it gets to a point where he i mean long story short because there's so much that happens in between here but eventually he gets invited to this place to make money, basically. Okay. And it's this place where he can play games to make money. Okay. So there's a giant room where a bunch of people who around the country uh, who were uh, picked up and knocked out and thrown in a van, they end up in this giant room and they're all wearing jumpsuits. Okay. Right. You've, seen, you've seen the green jumpsuit suits. I have. I have. And so they're all sitting there and they're like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? And then these masked people come in and they start to explain that they're in this game where when people die in the, well, I don't even know if they, they don't explain the when people die part. When people are eliminated, uh, there is money that gets thrown into a giant piggy bank that that's hovering from the ceiling. Okay. <laughs> and so, and so they go to their first game then, and it's in this field and it's red light. Remember red light, green light. Remember that? Yes. Game? Yes. Okay, so they're playing red light, green light. There's this giant little little girl, uh, like machine, this robot, and she's saying red light, you know, green light. And so they, she says green light, and everyone's like moving forward towards the finish line. And then she says red light, and everyone stops. And then they show a an X-ray like vision from from her perspective, her point of view, like the robot's point of view. Mm -hmm. And she like is scanning, and someone moves after the red light, and they just get completely domed, like just completely shot in the head. Oh my! Goodness. And they and they just die on the spot, and so wow. and so the show is about these people playing these games, and it's a survival game where the person who survives this wins the piggy bank. Okay, yeah, lots of symbolism going on. A big oh, piggy it, it, you, bank you, you would, in the sky. <laughs> yes, you would you would you would absolutely love the show because of the right. symbolism and because of the metaphors that are that are littered throughout. But it is. By far, by far, the most effed up show. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm just kids listening to this. The most effed up show that I have ever 
watched in my life. There's no so doubt. The, the, the kids should be not be watching it. Then, yeah, the kids uh, should not be watching it. Yeah, I, I do. I do like so, something I've I've noticed online, being chronically online, of course, is seeing you know people whose politics might not agree with the show uh, have have written off any messaging from the show. This show doesn't mean anything. It can uh, mean whatever you want it to mean. But I think, judging from what I've read and seen, there's a very clear message here yeah. in Squid Game. And and uh, and it might it might not be great for some. But I, I do need to see it. I do need to see it. I, I've, uh, as I understand it, there was, uh, what is it? Uh, a, a misunderstand. There are misunderstandings, like cultural misunderstandings when Americans view the show. Did you, did that, did you experience that? I didn't experience that, but I can understand, you know, there are definitely some points. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, it's a completely different culture in general and it's, it's all dubbed, uh, in English. So it's, it's just, you know, it's a, a, you know, I'm sure there's a lot lost in translation. I think there is a lot lost in translation, by the way, I didn't mention this either, but I, I, I'm assuming that you sort of, uh, understood this, but the, the people that are involved in, in squid game, like in these games uh, that are, that are essentially prisoners, right. That are playing these games. They're all in a similar spot as that one guy. They're all like in massive debt. They all need money more than anything because it's this battle between, the real world and being in poverty and not having mm. anything and living for nothing versus living for nothing, literally. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, it's this giant, ba- that's, that's why the show is so fascinating because uh, obviously the symbolism and the, and the metaphors that, yeah. that we were just talking about. It, it, it's also totally realistic that we'll have this in the United States uh, we'll have the actual <laughs> squid games in the United States within 20 years. I think that we can, <laughs> we can kind of bank on that. Yeah. It's, it's a crazy, crazy show though. I think anyone uh, should watch watch the show for sure i mean but here's i mean it's not for everyone it's not for everybody at, sounds at, like <laughs> at all at all like it was like borderline for me but i do i, I did enjoy it quite a bit yeah right. i'm shocked i'm shocked that you were able to get through it yeah i'm usually like a feel-good show kind of person you like i i watch this is us i don't watch squid game <laughs> i know it's shocking I, I i when you said have you seen it i was thinking you were gonna say oh i wouldn't watch that garbage <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I sat and I watched it. My wife did not. She refused to, which was not shocking because my my wife is a is a we're just going to watch The Office tonight. kind right. of person. And, she, like, and then she left. She left. And yeah. Before she left me. Uh, Denny, before we get to the streamers from last week, uh, what's yeah. going on at the edge? Yes. NBC Sports Edge dot com. We have all the content. Uh, we have uh, my Tuesday podcast that I do a good football show with Pat Doherty. Today we had Lawrence Jackson on. Uh, as a, a guest, Lawrence Jackson, of course, of, of TikTok and, and video fame, uh, doing great stuff for NBC. Uh, I, I also have my kicker column out today. It's Evan McPherson season. So check that out. NBCSportsEdge.com. Let's look at what happened last week. Uh, I'd say it was a decent week uh, because Tua was our main streamer. Um, you know, after yeah. everything kind of went down, we learned that like Sterling Shepard wasn't going to play and all this with, with Daniel Jones. And then uh, when we recorded... Both Jimmy Garoppolo and Justin Fields were deep plays anyway. Tua came through, man. He had 26.5 fantasy points. Really good game for him. Daniel Jones had 16.5 despite all those injuries. Jimmy Garoppolo played in the bomb cyclone, which is definitely not what happened to my toilet this morning. (laughs) Jimmy G scored 5.2 points. Justin Fields, easily my worst call of the entire season, I think. Not just in terms of like being into these rookie quarterbacks uh, as late round, you know, darts right. uh, in season long, but you know, also, although I never like some people had them over like Trey Lance and Justin Fields over like Stafford. I never, I never got that insane with them, but um, yeah. yeah, I mean, Fields has been like everyone's blaming Matt Nagy, and understandably so. Like he's the offense that they're putting out there is just not very good, and. Um, it's not creative and they're not letting Justin Fields really totally be Justin Fields, but man, at some point you got to be like, this is also kind of Justin Fields. Absolutely. I I actually covered the bears bucks game for NBC, uh, over the weekend. And I can say confidently that it's not just Matt Nagy, although his, his play calling is pretty terrible. It, it, Justin Fields had a half a dozen throws where he was completely unencumbered. Nobody around him. He got to step into the throw and they were all either four feet over the guy's head or straight into the turf. Like, yeah, there there's like major issues there. Yeah. Yeah. There's serious issues, I think, uh, as well. So you, you can't, you can't stream just not, you know, Fields is already a deep streamer this past week. We like Tua much, much more, but regardless, you can't really go Justin Fields way. Um, you know, regardless of matchup until you see like maybe two or three consecutive 
decent games yeah. from him. He's got to show you something. Yeah. Tight end, we had Ricky Seals-Jones. He had 11.1. He's no longer a streamer, so you won't hear his name today. Evan Ingram, 10.4. CJ Uzama. Let's go. A huge game for CJ Uzama, 24.1 points. Cole Komet had a decent game, 9.3 points. Mm -hmm. um, and then defense was really strong. We had the Las Vegas Raiders as our deep play. They had six. New Orleans had nine. Uh, very nice. And then the <laughs> New York Giants, the New York football Giants, who I, 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 yeah. I, I, did, I did like a lot last week. They were in my 15 transactions column. I, I only say that because I have to balance out the bad take with Justin Fields. Uh, <laughs> the New York Giants had 19 fantasy points. Unbelievable. Sam, Dar Sam Darnold is trash. I mean, I mean, the Giants are a bottom two defense. Yeah, yeah. The, the Carolina that's... Panthers offense is so broken right now. Mm. Mm. So broken. And you know, you know why? It's because Terrace Marshall wasn't playing. That's what that's what I've heard. And uh, I love how Matt Rule after every game now is like, we need to establish harder. We need to run the ball harder. <laughs> it's like, no, man, you're yeah. done. You're done. Stop. I was I was so close to like tr like like almost fully adopting the Panthers after like. After the off season, right? Oh. I mean, I mentioned I live in Charlotte. Yeah. Like, I, I love the the pass catchers they keep drafting, and I love the offense. It's so fun. And then, like, it's just, it's very. And now there's like Deshaun Watson being rumored to come to oh, yeah. to go to Carolina. I'm just like, this is just getting, this is just getting so ugly and so desperate. They're gonna have to eat so much money, uh, yeah. for for their Donald decision because they they're already out. They're out. They're gonna draft somebody. They're gonna pick up Watson. They're gonna they're gonna try to recruit Aaron Rodgers something anything except for Darnold and they're going to have to pay him a, a gazillion dollars. I'll tell you what I traded in a dynasty league. I had one Sam Darnold share in a super flex league and I traded it right after he was, he was uh, right after he went to Carolina, I traded Sam Darnold for Kareem hunt. Oh, and it, cause it was a super flex league and I regretted it after the first three weeks of the season. I was like, what, I, what did I do? You know, I could use right. this quarterback and right. I've never felt better about that decision now. The process. The process. All right, Denny, let's move on to week number eight. Let's kick things off at quarterback. Why don't you do it? Yeah. We will start with uh, Carson Wentz uh, against the Titans. So this game has a 49 and a half point total. That's the sixth highest of the week. And honestly, I don't see anything in either defense that would prevent this from going well over that total kind of becoming a shootout. So I think that's that's also where Wentz's appeal lies here. Uh, the Titans have a are a massive pass funnel defense this season. 73% uh, of the yards against them have come through the air. That's the seventh highest in the league. And uh I, you know, I don't see I don't see a scenario where the Colts can play it safe, keep it on the ground. I think they're gonna have to throw a lot here. The the Titans have also struggled to limit quarterback rushing production. And I know Wentz is not like the most mobile guy in the world in his uh, that play that that one run age. that he had on was it third down against San Francisco this past week where he yeah. like that was an incredible I mean he has athleticism we at least know that he has athleticism. he does he does and he takes off once in a while anyway you know just getting back through the through the season here Trevor Lawrence rushed seven times for 28 yards and a touchdown against Tennessee Josh Allen rushed nine times for 26 yards Mahomes rushed seven times for 35 yards so it, you know, I, I think that that is also a factor here. I, I really like Wentz. I do too. I mean, he's playing a lot better ball. Um, and, and look, it's not that like surprising that they started out <clears throat> not playing that well because uh, right. it was a new team for Carson Wentz. It looks like he's just getting a little bit more comfortable. He's throwing more jump balls to Randy. Mo I'm sorry, Michael Pittman. Uh, oh, and it's oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw someone uh, credited you for finally coming around on Michael Pittman. Yeah. Twitter. Did you see Did you see that? <laughs> That was pretty funny. Someone You've been talking like, about Michael Pittman since like April. Yeah, I know. I get so there's nothing that like angers me more than when people respond with something that is like a, a false take of mine because other people then see it too. And then they, the other people probably think it, I'm like, like at least get it right. Like get the things that I get, like someone, someone, uh, th this is actually hilarious. So, uh, fantasy mansion, Matt Kelly, he sent some tweet out, some controversial tweet out, shocking that uh that he and look, I, I like Matt, we're friends. I just he's he approaches things differently than I do. Um, but he, he sent a tweet out about like Leonard Fournette one day, okay? Because Fournette obviously is like an RB one now. Yeah. And someone responded and said like something along the lines of like all this hate should be directed towards JJ Zacharyson because oh. he hated Fournette. 
And I then looked up my my handle with this because I didn't hate Fournette at all this year. If anything, I was targeting him because of ambiguous backfields and all the stuff that I talked about and finding a breakout running back. And I went and I searched for this guy's handle in my handle and to see if like what yeah. we had how we had communicated in the past. He responded to a tweet that I sent in 2020. Oh. And the and the 2020 tweet said that Leonard Fournette checks so many boxes of being a bust this year. Oh man. Leonard Fournette oh. in 2020 was the RB30 in PPR points per game. Yeah. And he was a third right. round pick. And he was a third fourth round pick. And before he was cut. Before he was be, cut. Before, before he was cut. Right, exactly. And this guy just takes that take and just just throws it oh. into 2021 like it was oh. I I like at least do it for stuff I got wrong because I get plenty of stuff wrong. Do it mm-hmm. for stuff I get wrong, please. Then right. I won't be angry. I, yeah, I mean, uh, I said something positive about Jamal Charles seven years ago, so I suppose <laughs> that I wanted you to draft him this year. I think that, <laughs> yeah, that's, exactly. that's how this works. Exactly. Uh, all right, well, let's move on to another streamer. I think this guy is in the same tier as Carson Wentz this week. I'll, I'll ask you uh, at the end if you'd like yeah. him more than Carson Wentz. Daniel Jones. Daniel mm-hmm. Jones gets Kansas City. Their top five in adjusted fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position. Jones has hit two, 27 uh, or more rushing yards in five of seven games this year. So that's like three quarters of a touchdown pass in in the majority of his games. Um, they're going to have to play catch up against the Chiefs too. And I think we could end up seeing more scrambles because this game has a 10-point spread. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think because of that scrambling potential, uh, hopefully some of these pass catchers are going to be back and healthy. The matchup is really good. The Chiefs have been really bad. Def- I mean, they've been a little bit better the past couple of games defensively, but they've been generally pretty bad defensively this year. I think I like Danny Dimes more than Carson Wentz. What about you? I do. Game environment, everything. I think I think you're talking uh, a lot of upside for Jones. Also, possibly, can we get Kadarius Tony back? I feel like that's like a huge yeah. factor here. I do too. I, I would love Tony back. And I was actually talking about this with Jim Sonis, my my colleague at Number Fire on a show on FanDuel right before we started recording this. Um, you know, if Sterling Shepard, I, I almost, I, I care more if Kadarius Tony's healthy than Sterling Shepard at this point. Because I, I think, because Tony brings so much upside, they can throw Tony in the slot. Whereas if they're throwing Tony in the slot and Shepard on the outside and rotating guys, like obviously we want Shepard to be healthy. Like we, right. we, we right. want everyone to be healthy. But I think that number one on the list for me is Kadarius Tony, And then, you know, Slayton's already healthy. He can play on the outside and stretch the field. And then if Kenny Galladay's back, he can play the X. Those three work very well in tandem together and, and working together. So I am yeah. I, I would love Kadarius Tony to be back this week. But even if he's not, I still think Daniel Jones is a decent play. Yeah, I think that he becomes, like, by far and away the best play if Tony is active. All right, Denny, you yeah. got a you got a deep a deep play for us. Deep, a deep play. I I get the 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 great honor of talking up Geno Smith this week at home against the Jaguars. Seahawks are three point favorites with a whopping twenty three point total against Jacksonville. Um, so here here's something: the Jags are weirdly the ninth most extreme pass funnel in the league, which pass funnel defense, I should say in the league, which is something you don't usually see with bad teams that face constant negative game scripts. Usually right. just teams just, just run the ball no matter, you know, successfully, unsuccessfully, whatever they just take, you know, bleed the clock with the run. That's not really happening against the Jags. So that, that could be working in our favor here. Also per your data, that you usually release on Tuesday mornings. The Jaguars are the fifth best schedule adjusted quarterback matchup of this season. Yeah. I think that you could do worse than Gino. Yeah. You could barely do worse, but I believe you could. I, well, I I'm in a super flex league where it's, it's by far, not by far. I have a couple of like just horrifically bad redraft teams. Um, and this, this is one of them where I took, it's a super flex league and I took Justin Fields as my QB too. Nice. And I'm 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 gonna play. I picked up Geno. I'm gonna play Geno over Justin Fields. I think week. you have to. I think yeah. you and any quarterback over Fields at this point. Yeah. Uh, and then the last guy is a better option than Geno. It's Teddy Bridgewater. Um, right now, B- water. B- water. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Teddy. Uh, Teddy B. Water. My my fault. T T It sounds so dirty. Teddy B. Teddy B. Water. He is facing Washington. Washington is the worst team at defending quarterbacks when looking at adjusted fantasy points allowed. Yeah. My boy, Jerry Judy is back. Denny. He uh, is. I'm excited about that. Teddy has also scored 18 or more points in four of his seven games this year. So he's given you a floor more often than not. The implied total for Denver is also over 23 points. 
I like Wentz and Daniel Jones more than Teddy, but I don't mind Teddy given this environment, given the fact that the defense isn't playing as well. And Jerry Kendrick, yep. Judy, I don't know what his middle name is. <laughs> Kendrick <laughs> Judy will be back. Jerry Judy, the ninth will be back. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, you know, Bridgewater this week, B water, I should say is a, is a classic streaming option. He's someone you would not want to use at all in a, in a middling matchup or a tough matchup, but in this one, you know, he looks pretty sweet. Yeah. The other thing about Daniel Jones, by the way, is that he could have season long upside from here on out. So if you're choosing between these guys, I would go Daniel Jones because what if they're all healthy and he just balls out. I mean, that's a non-zero. There's a non-zero chance that that happens. There you go. All right, let's move to tight end. I'll kick things off because I have three. You have two. I think the top tight end streamer this week is Tyler Conklin. Would you agree with that? Yes, based on volume, yes. So Conklin has had a, a relatively okay 13% target share this year. That's not terrible. He's yeah. actually, he already has had his buy and he's also 13th in the league in routes run at the position. So he's, he's running a lot of routes. Some of that has to do with the fact that Minnesota, a lot of it has to do with the fact that Minnesota has actually been pass heavy this year. Yeah. Min- Minnesota Crazy. is sev- is, is uh, averaging the seventh most targets per game as a team this season. And now they get Dallas with this big over-under, 54.5 point over-under, and Dallas is 12th in adjusted points allowed to tight ends. So I think all of that combined, you know, you're you're associating your tight end in a good game environment. Yeah. We know that the tight end position sucks, so it's hard to find those types of players. I think Conklin's the number one tight end. I could see that. I mean, I'm looking at tight end production against Dallas, and it's kind of spotty, kind of up and down. But uh, it, I, I think what you're going for here, the process is – game environment you know you you want a a game a back and forth game this game could easily go off uh, has the highest total of the of the week so yeah conklin is probably the best streamer uh we have we we are obliged to mention cj uzama who by the way you know you mentioning him on the podcast prompted me to look further into his matchup last week and i wrote him up for my target decoder column which you can also find on nbc sports edge and i was very bullish on his opportunity. The thing is, he only got three targets against the Ravens in a, in a game where the Bengals just went nuts through the air. Only three targets, caught all three, 95 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, you know, pers- as an expert, I don't think that you can, I don't think that we can count on him repeating that week in and week right. out. You know, I don't, I don't know if he's going to catch a 56 yard touchdown every week. That's just the analytics, I think. Um, but it, again, good environment here. Bengals have a 26.75 total, eighth highest of the week. Um, he's like I said, he's only seen three targets in each of his two games, but he's running a good number of routes. He's running, yes. he's run a route. Uzama's run a route on 72% of Joe Burrow's dropbacks over the past two weeks, which is a, a pretty significant uptick from where he was uh, earlier this season. Uh, also, tight ends facing the Jets have seen a 24.2% target share this year. That's the sixth highest rate in the NFL. That uh, you know equates comes out to 8.83 targets per game for tight ends against the jets uh, you know uh, don't 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 pencil in uzama for eight targets but i i think you know he, he could see five six in an increasingly pass heavy cincinnati offense which we love yeah the other thing that got me on uzama he's basically been running the same number of routes as tyler boyd this year wow and and so i mean it's just he, he's the fourth option in that attack if you yeah. don't count running backs but he's at least running routes so that's good to see um i think you can go back to evan ingram this week as like a floor play Negative game script against Kansas City. That should lead to more passing. There's banged up pass catchers on that team. There were banged up pass catchers on the team last week, and Evan Ingram saw 25% target share. Um, he's seen an average target share per game this year of 16%. Mm. So, you know, he's not getting, like, high-quality targets, but I do think in this environment, in this game, where they could throw the ball 40-plus times, uh, Evan Ingram makes a, a decent bit of sense. Yeah. Some, I, I, would you rather have Uzama? Um, I think I'd go Ingram over Uzama because yeah. I chase, I chase volume a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess Ingram I can just... understand it. I can understand if you want to go Uzama. I just, I, I'm okay with walking away. Like Evan Ingram feels like someone who is probably going to score 10 PPR points and yeah. I'm fine with, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Well, God, I would sign up for that right now. If I had to start Evan Ingram. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's move on to Tommy Q tremble. The third, uh, facing the Falcons. So tremble is like, kind of the Panthers tight end one over Ian Thomas right now, but it's still a very borderline fantasy option. You're, you, you know, you're starting Ingram, you're starting Uzama, obviously Conklin over Tremble. 
Um, so he's, he's only running, Trimble's only running a route on 54% of Sam Darnold's dropbacks over the past two weeks. He has two targets in each of those games. I have in my notes here that Trimble can always, could always get a jet sweep at the goal line, which apparently the Panthers just love. They just love that play, giving it to their slow ass tight end on a, on, on a, on a jet sweep. And I know, I know Trimble was an athlete and everything or is an athlete, but I mean, guy looks like he's running his quicksand. I don't know what to tell you. And, uh, and, and, but they love giving him the ball at the goal line. So you're hoping for a goal line carry from your streaming tight end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have, we have, we have actually more than one Tommy that we are potentially streaming this week. We have, we have multiple Tommies. One of them is Tommy Trimble. The other one is Tommy Sweeney who is stepping in for Dawson Knox. I have no information on this other than that. Miami is an average matchup. Um, he's replacing Dawson Knox, who has been a tight end one this season. But I will say, I think the way that Buffalo deals with Dawson Knox is more Gabe Davis. So I, I, I don't think that Sweeney is this like locked no. in play because Dawson Knox is out. But I, you know, if you're incredibly desperate, I would play all four of the other tight ends we just talked about over Sweeney, but he's at least a deep, deep, deep sleeper. Yeah. Right. Sweeney is not a one for one replacement of Knox. Let's, let's just right. say that. And then let's go to defense. We went really out of order this week, but I'll start. Yes, yes. I'll kick things off. Uh, Cincinnati, this is an obvious one. They're they're facing a quarterback uh, that's probably Mike White, probably who sounds oh, right. like a sounds like a generic uh, Madden create a character <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah, it does. Um, so Mike White, uh, I mean, it, it's he's probably not good. But here, here's the thing with like New York, like is this even like a an upgrade or downgrade or like an upgrade for the opposing defense in terms of streaming against because. They've already been the number one team in adjusted points allowed for defenses with Zach Wilson under center. I don't know if this is any different. I think it's probably just like a neutral move. Um, but Cincinnati, nine and a half point favorites, actually a fairly low over under game. Um, despite, I think it's like a 43 and a half point over under. I think Cincinnati is the top defense this week, period. Yeah. And, and again, I don't know. I don't know if it is a downgrade for the Jets or an upgrade for the Bengals. I, I mean, Zach Wilson has been so atrocious through most of the season that yeah. it's it pro- it's probably a lateral move. Yeah. Honestly. yeah. Uh, I have the Eagles uh, playing at Detroit. Uh, the Eagles are three point favorites here. I mean, look, a three point favorite. I don't know how the Eagles are three point favorites against anybody, but they but they are right now. Um, and the lions are allowing the ninth most sacks two and a half per game. So we might have what we might call a sack, sack based, based floor. floor. <laughs> yep. That's, that's all I got on the Eagles. I'm going to go with the LA chargers who are available in a ton of leagues. Cause they had a bye week this past week versus the new England Patriots offense. Um, I, I actually picked up the chargers in a league in anticipation of this matchup this past week. Cause the other defenses weren't available. Um, but the Chargers, they have the, the the sorry, the Patriots are the tenth best matchup for opposing defenses. The Chargers have been basically good in every game outside of that Cleveland game. They're five and a half point home favorites. The process, the process, the process. Yes, absolutely. The process. Speaking of the process, the Seahawks at home against the Jags. Uh, who knows if Geno Smith can create the kind of game script that we would require in order to take advantage of this matchup, but Assuming he can produce at least neutral game script, um, uh, you know I think you know Zach, I'm sorry Zach Wilson, not Zach Wilson. Trevor Lawrence's uh, interception rate and his completion rate both very poor this season. Uh, I think you know if he's forced into another pass-heavy game script, you could get a, a pick or two for the Seahawks. What we definitely definitely don't have here for Seattle is a sack-based floor. Here's why: Seattle gets no pressure on the quarterback and the Jags give up just 1.6 sacks per game. That's bottom five in the league. So I, th- I think the Eagles are a much better play. I think I think everybody we mentioned is a better play over, over Seattle. So to recap, we have Philadelphia, LA, Seattle, Cincinnati. Uh, we have the Tommies, CJ Uzama, Evan Ingram, Tyler Conklin, Geno Smith, Teddy B. Water, Daniel Jones, and Carson Wentz. All right, Denny, ready for some questions from Twitter? I am. First question at Charles underscore sword. Choose your least favorite Halloween activity. Bobbing for apples with strangers, oh. waiting oh. for the great pumpkin in an in, in isolated pumpkin patch, meticulously putting razor blades into candy, or couples costumes. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there. Well, I'll start I'll start with the first one with the bobbing for apples. 
I've never done that. Me either. It sounds, that, it sounds one of the like one of the worst things that you could possibly do in your life. I don't know if anybody beyond like Halloween 1957 has Bob for apples. Okay. Yeah. It, it sounds disgusting. Also, it should be it should be illegal during COVID. You should be arrested and put str straight in jail. No hearing. No nothing. Straight to jail if you if you go apple Bob uh, during COVID. Um, what was the second one? The, the second one, and by the way, and I love apples. They're my like favorite. Like if you were to ask Avery what my favorite food is, she'd probably say apples because I'm eating them all the time. Uh, the, the next one is waiting. I don't know if you heard, but my diet changed any. Uh, oh, it so did. I, yeah. Uh, waiting for the great pumpkin in an isolated pumpkin yes. patch. Obviously, we've all we've all done that. Uh, the, the, the razor blade thing. Here's something. I, I once read a book on the history of Halloween and in America and they and it, it mentioned it had a whole chapter on razor blades and candy because uh, did your parents used to think that that happened? Um, no, they, I don't no? really remember. I don't remember ever having the conversation about it. And, and look, I, I lived in, I grew up in the most suburban of suburban neighborhoods, giant neighborhood, tons of houses. And we used to just go around with our pillowcases yeah. and getting just ass tons of candy. I didn't, mm -hmm. I started the kids, but yeah, I mean, I never, and then we would dump it all out on the, on the kitchen floor and we all got back and we would trade candy and do all that. Never had a conversation about razor blades. Right. And ass ton, by the way, is in the metric system. Um, yes. if you, yes. if you didn't know for the kids listening but the uh <laughs> yeah, crack myself up the <laughs> the thing with the razor blades is that the only documented cases in the united states of razor blades and halloween candy come from relatives of the children victims of this yeah. of this horrible thing you know getting getting back at them getting revenge against their brother or sister and hurting their kid it's horrible i'm not saying you know i'm not saying you know be feel good about this but i am saying that it doesn't happen it's a myth yeah. I also, I don't mind couples costumes. I, I think they're fine. I think couples costumes are fine. So th that yeah, would be my, sure. my most okay thing on this list. Obviously the razor blade thing is the worst thing, but that would, that would be the, my most okay thing on this list. Have you, right. I would like to avoid uh razor. Also in Halloween two, part two, they, they have the razor blade thing. A kid hurts himself with a razor blade uh, with in his candy. I, and I'm so mad at John Carpenter for including that by the way, but well, have you ever gone as a couple, couple costume? Um, yeah, I mean, now we do like the family stuff, right? Like this year, this year we're doing Peppa Pig. And so Avery's right. Peppa and, and I'm daddy pig and, and Amanda's mommy pig. So yeah, I mean, like we've done that through the right. years. Like I can't for some reason think off the top of my head of like what we dressed up as, but yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I think, I, I don't think it's that insane or, or weird or bad or like corny yeah. to, to do couples costumes. I, I actually heard through the grapevine that you put on 60 pounds for the role of Peppa oh, Pig's dad, you know, <laughs> yes, for, yes. for daddy yes. pig. Yes, exactly. So that that's commitment, and you know no, the media won't acknowledge. It. I just want you to know, I I acknowledge that that you are you are committed to your role like Christian Bale. I'm a bit of an expert. That's what I'm going to walk around saying. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love this one when they go in future. What are you talking about in future? It, my my daughter started to say in future. I'm like, what do you you mean? You mean next time? Is that what yeah. you mean? <laughs> Yeah, Avery still says holiday all the time. Yeah, for, for when she goes on vacation and stuff. Yeah, or Father Christmas. Have you gotten that yeah, one? Yeah, I have not gotten that one. Thank, I, I will not allow Father Christmas Dude, to happen. In this I house. was I was upset. I mean, yeah. I was I, I was ready. I was ready to uh, go after the British Empire again. It's time. It's time again. Yes. Uh, next question at BF Daniel M. Every time I watch the Eagles or the Lions, I want to scratch my eyes out. Yet Jalen Hurts is the QB two, and DeAndre Swift is the RB two in PPR. Explain this to me like I'm five. Uh, I, I'll explain this to you. Real football. I mean, DeAndre Swift's really good, but real football does not always equate to fake football. It's just, it's just, people get so angry about Jalen Hurts. And, and I, I, I felt like that, not maybe to this degree, but I felt like this was one of the more predictable outcomes for any player. Like I have a ton of Jalen Hurts this year in redraft, not in dynasty because dynasty, you have to worry about them keeping a job, but the argument would be, you know, and I, I, I might have talked about this on this show during the offseason. I at least talked about it on some other shows. But if you were to guarantee me that Jalen Hurts would be the starter for Philadelphia over the next 10 years, he, he would easily have been a top five dynasty quarterback entering last year, right? For sure. Like easily, easily. Because when he plays, he produces. And last year, when he was terrible from the pocket, a clean pocket, he was still giving us QB1 numbers. Yes. So seeing this happen with better weapons around him and maybe a little bit better play. I don't think he's as bad as he was last year through the air. 
it's not like that shocking that he's this good. DeAndre Swift uh, is getting it done in, in garbage. I mean, he's getting so many fourth quarter targets and, and he's getting so much love in general through the air. I mean, he had like a 33% target share this past week. Like that's, that's all you can ask for. That's all you need. So like, you know, in, in there, there is some correlation between running backs and, and players and better offenses doing better, but when it's offset by, it, it can be offset by these extreme market share numbers. Yeah. And with, with, with DeAndre Swift, he's seeing like a 20% target share. That's, that's all you need. Period. Yes. That's all you need. Yes, absolutely. I love, and I think long time living the stream listeners will know that I love nothing more than when a player's performance, real, real life yeah. performance does not translate or, or, or doesn't, how, what am I trying to say? doesn't translate to fantasy. Yeah, no. that's right. His fantasy performance doesn't translate to real life. Some it, when, when those two things are are askew, I love that because I th- I think it takes a, a different sort of knowledge to to really excel in fantasy rather than just knowing football. Because if you know football, then you know that Jalen Hurts is probably not really good. But for fantasy, he's amazing. He scored forty three percent of his fantasy points in the fourth quarter this year. He's king garbage time and yeah. You can, it's almost bankable at this point. And, and I like that. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens though, in a game like this week where they're favorites and you know, yeah. like, like we, we should be, we should almost be hoping for them to be underdogs just because of what he's doing, like with his legs in particular, he's also seeing so much goal line work and, and all that, like that kind of stuff won't go away, but you got to hope that if there is garbage time for Detroit, like if, if Philly does have a positive game script, Jalen hurts had something to do with that. Oh yeah. Oh right. Exactly. Exactly. Although I I do think I see uh, Jordan Howard getting twelve yeah. carries <laughs> yeah. for Philadelphia. Me too. Me too. Uh, next question at Combs Light. The rye chip is hotly polarizing in a bag of Chex Mix. What are your thoughts in relation to the mini breadstick, square pretzel, corn Chex, wheat Chex, and circle pretzel? Um, I just want to throw it out there. I am gluten free, uh, so <laughs> so I, I don't consume this anymore. Um, no so i'll say this i agree with what people say when they say that the rye chip is horrifically bad i like it like i'll I'll eat it but it's not it's bad compared to the i can't believe you like it i i I enjoy it i actually seek it out and 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 eat it alone what is wrong with you can I get just a bag of rye chips? Is that something that's sold in stores? <laughs> I honestly don't know. Or, or is the supply chain uh, choking off my uh, my my supply of rye but, chips? No, I like it. I don't like the pretzels. Uh, I, I like the corn. I like the sticks. The and, and, sticks. and I like the, and I like the checks. I like both both forms of checks, whatever they are. Do you remember the uh, the Captain Crunch Oops All Berries? Yes. It would be like they should come out with oops all ride chips. You know, I they, like, they, I, made, they I, made a manufacturer like you know, supply chain's going crazy right now. They made a it, they they couldn't get just it, just only sell ride chips. Give us right in the glorious future after the revolution, we will only have ride chips and and checks mix. Thank God. <laughs> Next question is from at Didymus. What are you all dressing dressing as for Halloween, and how many different costumes are appropriate for a weekend of festivities? Okay, I already said. We're dressing up as as the the Peppa Pig family. Denny, yeah. do they have a last name? Does Peppa have a last name? I think it's Pig. Yeah, it's just Pig. Okay. I think yeah, it, it, it's yeah. it's very creative. Uh, so I, I, I apparently I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Jack from the Nightmare Before Christmas. Night the night is that right? Is that the name of the movie? I, I don't like that movie. So I, <laughs> yeah, is it that yeah. that really skinny skinny? Yeah, thing? yeah, right, right. So I actually I I've lost sixty pounds in preparation for that role. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're like you're like Christian bailing this in the machine. Again, you just yeah, eat, again, yeah, that's eating right. Eating an I've, apple and smoking a cigarette every day in preparation. I've been I've worked out four times a day. I've had nothing but water. Uh, <laughs> no, um, that so that's what because my daughter is the is the um, uh, Sally the Sally character from that yeah. movie. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna go with that. My my son is being a a terrifying a clown called Laughing Jack. I'm not familiar, but he put on the costume the other day, and I and I you know I peed a little. Yeah, that sounds frightening. What's what's Melissa being? Uh, it's hard to say. I I I would guess that she will put on um her little 
spider uh costume she has like a little spider or a bat costume. costume from like five or eight eight halloweens ago but yeah. we we have a little box of of go-to's just in case gotcha. we don't have one gotcha and then do you ha- i'm only doing one are you doing one costume this year oh yeah i mean i i don't i don't see myself buying more than one i mean it no one's got time for that come on yeah i don't know how people do multiple costumes Maybe in like college, maybe, but oh yeah, even- no, no. Back in the day, I used to have multiple, but not yeah. not now. I don't not know. not now. Yeah. Next question at Steven zero one two eight. How do you know Tom Everett Scott? Do you know him personally, or did he just reach out as a fan of the podcast slash fantasy football? That, he, I mean, he, he reached he, out as a fan he, of the he, podcast. Yeah, he found the podcast somehow, and he's been listening. He he was one of like the OG listeners. He's been around a really long time. Really long, yeah. Um, and Denny and I have both. You've, you've, have you met up with him twice now um, or just the once? No, just the once in Baltimore. Yeah. And then I met with Tom and when I was in LA for a conference and we went to dinner and had a little date and we went to, uh, went, <laughs> went bar hopping a little bit. It was a great time. Tom is an unbelievable guy. And then, I mean, we text with him all the time and it's just, he's, he's a friend. Like it's, yes. he's a, he's a great dude. And I'm, I've, am very, very glad that Tom found our podcast. Me too. Absolutely. But uh, every time uh, Tom comes on ER, he he had a stint on ER, a little character arc uh, some years ago. And my mom watches ER all the time. So my mom, every time Tom comes on ER, she, she takes a picture of the TV screen <laughs> and texts it to me and says, your friend's on TV. I said, hey, look at that. I love it. I love Thanks, it. Mom. Next question at Justin White VA. Leaving your keys in your running car's ignition as you go inside a building to conduct business. As somebody who grew up in the city, this seems like utmost buffoonery. Am I simply a cynic? And is this what faith in humanity looks like? No, you should never do that. No, you should never do that. Someone, especially if you're in a city, you should definitely not do that. I mean, there's well, just no no, number one, I mean, I, I don't have, I don't have a key anymore for the ignition. So I, you know, it's just the, the push start, but in the majority of cars are becoming that. I'm not saying that because of, of Patreon money. Okay. This is, <laughs> right, a, I was going to say you just put, you just bought your Tesla. So yeah. Yeah. This is not because of Patreon money. I, I drive a, a Mazda. Uh, but yes, I, I, I think that this is insane for people to do. Have you ever had the thought though, before, like as you're locking up your house at night, that the only reason you have to do this crap is because people suck. Yes. You know, yes. the only reason you got to lock your car, the only reason you got to do that kind of stuff is because people suck. Yeah. Right. It, it, because yeah, there are people who want to do horrible things. So you have to, you have to lock those things up, but who, who, who would uh, leave their car running while le- going somewhere? You should never, you should always avoid that. There's no scenario in which that works. Don't do that. And I'm trying to think of why someone would do it. Like what is the, why not just turn off the car? Two things come to mind, okay? One would be you're parked illegally or something and you don't want someone like a cop to think that you're going to like be there for a long period of time. But here's the alternative to that. This is what I do when I pick up food or something in like a crowded area. You put on your flashers. Yes, yes. And then you don't need your car on for that. Okay, so that's the one thing. The other thing would be if it's like cold outside or something yeah, and you want right. to keep your car warm. But if that's the case, that means that you're in doing business for a long period of time, which means you should have parked your car anyway. Yeah, I mean, do, when we say doing business, does that mean taking a dump? What are we talking about? Yeah, you know? I don't know. I, I mean, I, 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 at first I read this and I thought taking a dump, but then I, I thought maybe this is, <laughs> maybe this is actually like conducting business. I just have never, you know, uh, thought of anything that I do as Conduct- conducting business. But JJ, we're conducting business at this moment. Yeah, I just don't think of things that way. Next question at Cincy underscore Valentine. What smoothies is JJ drinking slash eating now? Does it change with the season? I love it. Is smoothies drinking? You don't eat smoothies, right? Like no one, no one's eating smoothies. I, I, if you are, I think you're doing it wrong. I think you're making them <laughs> right. wrong if if you're eating them. Yeah, it's a little too thick. <laughs> a little too thick. Uh, I would say that my my usual is uh, I just I have some like protein powder in there. I put some uh, some other things in there that are good for me. And then from a fruit standpoint, I try to do like pineapple, strawberry, and I've been doing more blueberries recently, Um, but pineapple, strawberry, and mango are my three like rotation sort of, and then I always throw like a banana in there too. It's a a banana, a banana makes any smoothie good for the record. So during, you don't, you don't put pumpkin 
in, in, during this season. No, no. And I, I haven't done a ton of, uh, like I haven't done a ton of like spinach and kale and stuff. I, I don't want to overdo those. Uh, f- there's, there's health reasons for it, but I, I don't do those as much. I'm really, I I've, I've gotten it down to mostly doing some nutrient stuff and then adding fruit to it. And that's, that's really, that's really, it. I'm not doing, I'm not adding pumpkin for, for fall. Get out. <laughs> what is this? Oh man, the, the the pumpkin spice lovers are are completely triggered. Next question at Sean underscore Tat. Braves or Astros in the World Series? Who cares? God, I, I do. Do you have any like I I have never been so detached from a baseball season more than this baseball season. Right. Yeah. I I can't even believe that baseball is going on. Like I I <laughs> it, it, I cannot believe you know. I, I guess I guess I'll root against the Astros because they're so hateable, right? They're they're, they're they like are. the worst. They're like the most hateable franchise in the history of sports. Yeah, the Braves seem fun. I mean, I know a little bit about baseball. I I was like really into baseball like five to seven years ago because the Pirates are finally good, and I was analyzing it a little bit for Number Fire because we were a startup, and I was doing yeah. a lot of of stuff around baseball. I'll tell you what, the last couple of years, I, I'm so detached from that sport. It's not even funny. Well, how how can I just I don't understand people who can keep careful track of every sport nba baseball hockey football how, how do you do that like well like what kind of, what kind of time i don't know and I'll, and I'll admit something here so growing up i'm sure you were the same way it was always like sports on tv watching yeah. sports center yeah. you know just like like just consuming that just injecting that right yes. yes now i will you know there might be a big like nba game on or something i'll admit it i will i will turn the tv to like impractical jokers or something and, and like and like not why i like i can't do it's like sports overload because oh. i'm looking at football stuff all day long can i tell you what i watched last night instead of the monday night game yeah let's all wa- instead of football okay let's hear it i watched uh i watched house of the devil on 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 hulu which is a scary ass movie i have to say that it messed me up a little bit but yeah i watched house of the devil i couldn't i was i was on overload i just after Sunday and get into Monday and it's going to be an ugly game because it's the Saints. I just thought I can't. I don't want to. So I watch House of the Devil. Yeah, I I mean I I love the primetime games because it's it's prime East Coast dad tweeting. It is. Yeah. So I gotta. Yeah. Uh, next question at Sheep FF Power Rank Mini Halloween Candy Bars Go. Number uh, one. Number one. Number one is is Reese's. It's the best. It's the best candy period. That counts as mini candy, right? Like See, a candy bar. I really like a hundred gram. What what are what are you? Seventy four? Is it wait, 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 wait. Do you know what's in it? Yeah, like like everything is in it. Caramel uh, and nuts and Yeah, it's yeah, right, right, right. Everything. That's right. Uh come on, Denny, I was I was a chubby kid growing the, up. I know what's the, in a hundred grand. One one and a half ounces and uh, uh, caramel uh, crisped rice, <laughs> chocolate, obviously. Um, I'm I'm looking for the ingredients. I don't see much else. But anyway, I, I mean, the, yeah, the crisped rice, rice krispies, maybe, uh, is is fantastic. I love 100 grand. I I will say too. I uh I, I'm not a huge fan. This is going to be a Denny take. I'm not the biggest fan of caramel and stuff. Really. Yeah, I don't really wow. like caramel that much because I don't like the tech. Like, I don't like what it does to like my, you know, gets in your teeth and stuff. Oh, and it's just, like, yeah, un- right. it's like uncomfortable. Like, I don't mind the taste. Of, like, no one sits here and is like, I hate the taste of caramel so much. But I, I would prefer honestly sitting down and eating like a Three Musketeers than than like a Snickers. Right, Snickers, Snickers is better if you're actually like needing substance. But if you're just enjoying something, I don't mind Three Musketeers. I don't mind them. They're so plain and boring, but I don't mind them. You've been brainwashed by the Snickers ads. They they, they don't fill you up. No, I'm saying they, I'm saying, I'm saying <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying they would fill me up. <laughs> they would <laughs> they would fill me up more than a Three Musketeers would because there's like there's like stuff in it. Oh, and so okay. Three Musket Three Musketeers is literally not. It's air. There's nothing in there's there. There's nothing in there. There's nothing. Yeah. It, three Musketeers is is disgusting. I think. No, I, um, I'm 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 cool with Three Musketeers. Uh, I, and yeah, no, but as a meal replacement, the way that that the way that Snickers has been advertised, it drives me nuts. I, yeah, I, yeah, you can't do that. Stop. You're not feeling better once you eat, you know, and you you return to your normal self. No, you're you're t- you have type two then. Yeah, you're right, right. You know. Next question at ff underscore ceo. 
Do you pronounce the letters as ASAP or are you the actual Zodiac killer? <laughs> ASAP? You say ASAP? I, I think I I say both. I think I do too. I think I say ASAP when I'm like telling a story or I don't know. Maybe I say ASAP more than ASAP. You know, I actually, you know, obviously an email you'll say ASAP or text or whatever. But I, in 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 real actual life and language, I will say as soon as possible. So, like when you're reading it, you're saying you would read it as ASAP. But when you say it out loud, you're saying ASAP. Well, if if I like tell someone like, yeah, I'm gonna need it. I don't. I would never say I'm gonna need oh, it. Oh, you, you you would never abbreviate. You're saying right because if I if if I say I'm gonna need it ASAP, I, it's it sounds it sounds like I'm a I'm a Wall Street banker in 1988. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> snorting cocaine yeah. and saying i want to need an asap <laughs> yeah that's true so. i i guess I, I guess that's true too i i would just say as soon as possible instead of asap or asap so right. neither neither <laughs> yeah yeah there you go all right let's get to this next question asap uh this is from <laughs> at fb injury doc do you look at your snot before folding it up and tossing it? Do you save tissue paper to reuse? Oh, Thank you in advance. What in the world is this question? <laughs> okay. Uh, there's answers to this. There's answers to this. <laughs> oh my God. I look at everything that comes out of my body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. We need I, that. Oh. I, that. That stays. That stays in the show. Yes, I, I look at my snot before I do anything with it. I want to see if I'm like, what, what is, what's going on there? Yeah, it's it's good feedback. It is good feedback. You because... need that feedback. No different than when you're taking a a, a D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the in the D fire. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so if I'm sick, if I'm sick and I blow my nose, I will check it out because I'm like, I need to know: is it clear? Is it green? Is it yellow? Is it orange? What you know? Is it blood? There's a blood in it. You know what, what's going <laughs> on with that? So you do need to evaluate that and analyze it. But it, but if I if I just have a runny nose, I'm not looking at it. I think I, I don't know. I don't know. And yeah, and, no, you're right. Like if you if you had like a maybe you were yeah maybe you have like a runny nose and you're you just blow it or something like that. Like yeah, that's something that you don't really need to look at. But if it's if it's like a, a bit like you can feel something coming out of like something of substance coming out of there. Right. You 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 have to look at it. Um. So what was the? Do you reuse toilet paper? Do you reuse? Do you, do you save tissue paper to reuse? So first oh. off, so t who calls it tissue paper? T they're they're tissues. There's no there's no paper needed on top of tissue that. It's just paper? tissues. Yeah. yeah. Or or is it? Are you talking about like toilet paper? Tissue paper is something that 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 boomer moms say. Is is it? I've never heard. I thought tissue paper is what you use to to wrap uh, birthday yeah, gifts. gifts. Yeah, to put it in instead of a bag after you put the gift right. in. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, look. Number one, it's it's tissues only. But number two, no. If you just throw it out, like like you don't need to to reuse it. You're not. Why, why are you so environmentally friendly, Edwin? My <laughs> my uh, my grandfather used to blow his nose and put that stuff right back into his pocket. Oh and yeah, I, I'm telling you, the generation above us, the boomers do that. I, I I bet you if you if you asked boomers that 50% of them would say that they reuse. If you ask millennials, I bet you 5% would. Uh, and, and I guess the greatest generation, which was my, which was my grandfather, I guess they, they, they have a hundred percent clip of, of just putting it back. Oh in yeah. Pocket. But they, they had like handkerchiefs and stuff. Like they, they, they had, they had like actual, like, right. like cloth napkins that they would just carry around all day long. Like they were freaking Ezekiel Elliott with his towel hanging out of his butt. <laughs> Also, yeah, right. Also, there was no science or knowledge back then. So it's, a, it's uh, <laughs> it, it makes sense. <laughs> Next question is from at ice cold fire one. When you're out of your home and need to use a facility to relieve yourself, why do they call them bathrooms? Where's the bath in these rooms? Why do they call them restrooms? Uh, there's definitely no rest to be had. Why is the media talking about this? <laughs> the, yeah, the mainstream media is silent on this issue. It's silent. Where's my damn bath? I need a bath. I need to. I need to go poop and then take a bath. Right. No, I, I, uh, I, I, I don't. But but I I most I believe that most things like this in language come from like a hundred years ago. They were used yeah. differently. Like I think restrooms used to like like majority of them like had like seats and stuff where you Couches. could actually rest. Yeah. Right. 
Right. Where and then like bathrooms, like back in the day, I think that they were actually, you know, like home bathrooms where there were like baths in them. Yeah. Right. You could you could bathe and and right. go to the bathroom and brush your teeth and shave and do whatever you needed to do in there. Yes. Right. Right. It, it is. It's a relic. I don't know what you wanted to call it, though. The, the pooper room. I mean, what... yeah, I mean, yeah, the pooper. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> there you go. what people call them in slang anyway. So next question at P Zantello 40. My girlfriend and I got into an argument about a week ago about how we sleep. She sleeps without a fan for background noise. I sleep with wait. She sleeps without a fan for background noise. I sleep with no fan. She also says I'm crazy for sleeping on my left side, yet only taking naps on my right side. Am I insane? So I don't understand this. She sleeps without a fan for background noise. I sleep with no fan. So you both don't sleep with a fan? I I, I think he mistook that. So let, let's just assume she sleeps with a fan for noise. Yeah. He let's just have let's just have the fan while you sleep yeah. conversation yeah. here. That that's that's why I wanted to, to talk about this. Yeah, I need I need noise. Yeah, I am very pro white noise when you sleep. Gotta very have. Pro. Yes. Yeah, I it, you know why? Because it, otherwise I hear the ringing the ringing in my ears and I and I can't I can't deal with that. Yeah, yeah, and we also, you know, I moved to this new house uh, you know, over the summer and we have a lot more vegetation around us. And in the summer in particular, the the bugs are the loudest things I've ever heard. It's it's louder than than a Marshawn Lynch run in the playoffs in, in the <laughs> Seattle's in Seattle. The state. That's top of mind because they talked about how it had like it was basically an earthquake whenever he had that one run against. The oh, States. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like it is so loud. These bugs are so insanely loud. And the other thing, too, with I don't know about you, Denny, but when you're falling asleep and there's like a faint noise that's not consistent. Yeah. It's just happening like every once in a while and you. There's um, nothing more irritating on this planet. It, it, your brain refuses to let it go. Like you, you, you hear, I, I, if I hear a little click up in the kitchen, it's click, click. And it, it, even if it only happens every 30 seconds, right. you're, you, you end up waiting for it. And, and in waiting for it, you, you cannot rest. Like you, you can't, you can't go to sleep. So yeah, I need, I need white noise. I have, I have it every night in rare occasions where I can't have it. I, well, I guess with a phone, you can always have it. But anyway, I, I don't I don't sleep well. Gotta have it. We ended up buying white noise machines. We have two Me white too. noise machines for either side of our bed. Like we each have one, and then I have I usually have we still have Avery's monitor, um, just like for her room or whatever. And uh, you know, in case she like starts screaming in the middle of the night or whatever. So like that's sitting right there. But now I'm always paranoid because the white noise is so loud that I'm never gonna hear her whenever she's like crying at night. Right. It, it, uh, somebody's gonna. Uh, add us on Twitter and say white noise machine is dangerous because you won't hear a fire. You won't hear your kids yeah. screaming. You, it, it damages your ears because it's, it's, the, it's as loud as a, as a rocket ship or, you know, just some, something. I know, I know somebody's going to be like the, the white noise machines are a major health, health danger, a health hazard. I know it. Yeah. I want to hear from anti white noise Twitter though. I want to, <laughs> I want to, I want to hear what they have to say about this. Cause I'm curious if it's really harming me. And, and no racial politics, please. Thank you. Please. Next question. The last question is from at MG Adam a two went on the first trip with girl. I recently started dating first morning. I go to take my morning leak and discover she's left a stinker in the toilet overnight. Isn't it better to flush and risk waking up than to leave the, the monstrosity to marinate? (laughs) The monstrosity. I mean, who, wait, what, who, what, what is the logic between behind leaving yeah. something like that in the toilet there's no question here there's no question you you gotta flush I'm, I'm hoping that it was just like a failed flush no i bet you she was trying not to wake him up mm. yeah w- okay. women women are considerate uh, you sometimes, know. sometimes when i read sometimes when i read these questions i'm just like saying the words without because you know they're they're written in a different way and stuff and yeah. there's typos and stuff because this one said waking up up and it confused me, so I, I <laughs> didn't even think about the waking up factor. Yeah. Now, yeah. now that makes sense. Okay. I'm I still. If you're doing number two. Oh yeah, it's got to go. It's got to go. Yeah. Even if even if you're waking them up. Yeah. You, you got to do it. If you have to scoop it out of the toilet and throw it out a window, you got you 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 do what you have to do to get yeah, to get that, you, that toilet has to be cleared. And nothing smells worse than the marinated shit. <laughs> I mean, for real, oh, right? Man. Sorry, sorry, kids. I mean, I'm just saying. That's just. It smells, that's, it smells like bee water, honestly. It smells like bee water. It smells like bee water. All right, that's gonna do it for today's show, Denny. Why don't you let everyone know where they can find you? Yeah, uh, at CD Carter thirteen 
on Twitter. You can su subscribe to my tweets there. Thank you for everybody who pays me $1 per tweet. And you can find uh, all my stuff at NBCSportsEdge.com. I'm on Twitter at Late Round QB. You can listen to my other podcasts, the Late Round Podcast, anywhere podcasts can be found. Make sure you subscribe to this one as well. Denny, do you have a kill montage? Uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Please, please do not bang down my door this week. I don't have one. Yeah, I thought I didn't see it through my email. Uh, anyway, even though Denny's lazy, I hope that everyone uh, understands and uh, has a great week and crushes it in week eight. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football,